Hello and welcome to the first episode of Getting Started in Design, a new podcast focused on shining the light on the transitionary period between education and employment. Its purpose is to help identify the most problematic areas for emerging design talent around. My name is Jerry Scullion and I'm a service design practitioner and trainer based in Dublin City, Ireland. And I'm the founder of the HCD Network and the This Is HCD series and our focus is to help empower and connect people. So we want to hear from recent graduates and employers hiring design talent globally. So you can get involved by chatting within our Getting Started channel on our Slack channel and a link to join that is in the show notes. It's free and you can connect with other designers in the same stage of their career and also connect with other thought leaders to get their advice. On the show today, we have Aidan McGale, one of Ireland's leading design talent recruiters and founder of designtalent.ie, a job board that connects talent directly to businesses. Now he's doing things a little bit differently and is connecting design leaders directly with emerging talent through his portfolio review series in Dublin, something that is picking up speed. Now we speak about the chasm between education and the real world and how to connect directly with businesses. We speak about the attitudes and also the question that I get asked the most is, should I just take any job to get started in my career? But let's get straight into the episode. Aidan McGill, a very warm welcome to Getting Started in Design. You're the very first guest and we're sitting here by the, the beautiful Liffey River in beautiful. Dublin. It's a beautiful day. Um, everything's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, we're being mildly sarcastic. <laughs> we may get heckled by some seagulls as we're doing this episode. Yes, potentially. But uh, Aidan, thanks so much for agreeing to, to be the first guest. You know, I've been speaking to you about this for since I returned home, pretty much about 12 months. And it's something that I really believe there's this huge power in, in talking about how we can improve the experience for people trying to get into design. Yeah. And I guess my own personal experience, I graduated in the early 2000s, 2002, and I finished my university degree in industrial design, and then I was kind of, I was left. It was like, um, you know, I'd been not left the coop, thrown out of the coop. <laughs> and um, I was like, hang on, where am I? You know, Tonto, where do I need to go from here? And I had to kind of figure it all out myself. And I, I've spoken to a lot of young designers, as I'm, we're going to hear, I'm sure you've done too. Mm-hmm. And things haven't really improved that much from no. the point of, of leaving university and, and getting into the world of design. Do you think it's got easier? No, I mean, so first of all, thanks for having me. It's uh, always a topic that I'm keen to talk about because I think this is the bridging this gap is really important and it's a challenge for new graduates entering the market. Um, I don't think it's got easier. I think it's probably got harder because the proliferation of roles that are out there it's almost harder for graduates to know where they fit and I think that's the biggest problem that I see of new graduates entering the market and talking to people like myself as a recruiter in the design space is they literally don't know where to start. So say UX is is a popular destination for lots of people who study like interaction design or um, even graphic design and stuff that they move into this world. Do you think it helps if universities start creating UX-specific degrees? Is that going to help improve the transitional period of moving between university and employment? To be honest, my feeling on this is the universities need to do more to support their graduates to enter the job market. And if that's things like you know, internships while they're studying or if it's building better professional relationships with these companies. So, you know, bringing these big companies in to help to shape the curriculum and therefore delivering to those companies candidates that are effectively ready to be hired. I think that's more important. I think it's 
it's in the design sector, but it's also probably in many parts of our education. The transition out is very, very difficult for students, and I think that's where the value can be added by the universities. It's, it's starting to make those connections with employers and effectively making their students employer-ready and yeah. giving them an insight into what's going to be expected from them when they enter the world of work. Yeah, so it's like a, it, there's a triage of roles happening here. There's the employer, there's the, the educator, and there's the, the student, for want of a better word. And looking at the perspective of the employers, what are the things that employers are looking for from the graduates? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a broad spectrum in terms of the companies who hire in this current market. Um, I think design is growing in maturity in Ireland. And I think, um, and I'm talking from the Ireland perspective because we're, we're sitting here in Dublin right now. I know you have a global audience, but, uh, you know, in terms of where we're at in Ireland, there are a range of companies who are hiring designers, which is amazing. I think there are um, companies where the design maturity is low, where they're, they're entering at the ground floor in terms of, you know, the bank's public sector where design is starting to get a seat at the table but um, it's very early days then there's the more traditional design the design studios the branding studios the graphic design studios um, and I think they all look for something different and again I think that's why it becomes so complicated for for designers entering the market to know how to position themselves what I would say in terms of what they're looking for is they look for people who have an understanding of the business so they look for candidates who have an appreciation of the work that they do and I think that's where some of the emphasis goes back on to the designer or the student who's entering the market to understand how do I get underneath the covers of this company when I'm applying to them. I think the biggest crime in all of this is sending the same CV and portfolio to 20 employers when you leave college and expecting yeah. a job to come from it you, you might be lucky that might happen but I think you need to take from day one you need to take control of your career understand where you're going with it in terms of the companies that you want to target and really understand why it is that you want to work for them because that's effectively you know if I'm sitting on the other side of the table as an employer meeting candidates is to come through the door I, I want someone that I feel understands my business and therefore is going to be able to add value from day one. You know, they recognize that you're entering with a, a level of skill as a new graduate, so therefore, you know, there's going to be certainly a learning curve for you, but they want to bring people in who are going to understand what their business is and contribute from day one. So one of the questions that keeps on getting uh, asked to me in the direct messages on the This Is HCD Slack channel is um, is it better just to take any job, even though they know that the culture is probably going to be really difficult? And this is the bit that I struggle with, especially when I did a lot more mentorship in Australia. People come to me and say, listen, look, there's a job here. And I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, I'm not too sure. But on reflection, you know, is it better to go in there and really experience the dysfunction and experience the real world where sort of the method meets the, the madness in some ways of design in the actual business world? Yeah. Yeah, no, look, it's one I probably struggle with as well, to give advice to people. If I reflect on my own career, I, I took a role that I knew wasn't where I wanted to end up, but I knew it was going to be a stepping stone to get somewhere else. So I would rather have been inside the organization, figuring out how I got to where I wanted to be, versus on the outside, you know, waiting for that perfect role to come up. So I think if it's a company or an industry, or it feels like a solid stepping stone to where you want to go, then I think give it serious consideration. I don't think I would say take any role because 
you have to be in some way motivated and interested in the work that you're doing. Otherwise, it's not going to work out for you in the long term. So, But the, the big challenge for every graduate is getting that experience. And I think um, you know, the other side of the argument is when you're sitting in front of potential employers and they're, and they're reviewing their portfolio, they want to see real work. You know, The work that you've done through your studies is fantastic, but they want to see work that's out there in the real world. So getting that on your portfolio as soon as possible is also important. So there's no definitive answer, to be honest. I think it's just about making the best choice you have at that time in terms of where you're at in your job search. Yeah. I remember when, when I finished, and again, to give the context... There was no iPhones. I didn't have a computer at home that had internet. You know, it was a different time. And I got offered a job down in the West Cork and um, I was grateful for it. It was just like, and it was an opportunity. It wasn't where I wanted to be, but I did it for six, nine months. And then I started to notice I was inheriting a Cork accent and I realized <laughs> I had to move back up to Dublin. Bit of a joke there. I didn't. Never happened to me. But, um, you know, that experience really stood me the test of time and, and I was able to go traveling with a little bit of experience in my back pocket. But in the bigger scheme of things, I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. And one of the things that I do when I, when I mentor young people is I try to get them aligned to or define what their North Star is. Like, what is it they stand for? What are their values? What works for them? What doesn't work for them? So at least if they know they're going into these opportunities, they know it's not going to be for the long term. So what are your thoughts on people taking jobs that may conflict with their internal kind of compass? Yeah, I think that's a tricky one as well because, again, knowing maybe what your North Star is, even in terms of ways of working and companies' core values, can be kind of difficult when you come out of college. You know, you, you haven't necessarily done the level of self-reflection that you even really know what the best way of working is for you. So, again, it's sort of tricky. I think it's about really trying to figure out the type of work that you want to do. So, you know, In terms of disciplines, like, I mean, UX or service design yeah or or industry you know what really gets you excited and again that might change over time as you progress through your career but you know i think it's important to try and arrive at some sense of what's important to you and maybe that is understanding what your core values are and trying to align that with potential employers but but i think probably what an easier thing to do is to figure out what work really excites me as i look around the market you know and look at projects that are being delivered because that that's the good thing about the iPhones and the internet now is we can access and see the type of work that's being delivered by almost every company around the world. So you have to do your research and I think that's what will always come through when I talk to a candidate, when potential employers talk to a candidate is do they really understand this business and why they're telling me they're excited about it. And I think if you've done that core level of research and you can really sort of anchor towards what work is really interesting to you and is going to get you going over the next couple of years in your career, then I think that's the best way to navigate it. Do you think there's a difference between mature students moving between professions? So say like an engineer doing a UX course and entering the market versus a student who's done a four-year degree and entering the market? And if so, how are employers treating them differently? Yeah, or, I, or are they treating them yeah, differently? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if they really do treat them differently. I think you know, often the way it works is a requirement arises because a business is growing, someone is moving on, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and therefore they have effectively a role to fill within a company, and they go to market and they get new graduates, they get people who have very applicable experience, and then they get people like you described who are trying to make a transition in their career, and I think. 
where they are often at an advantage is the fact that they have maybe really relevant industry experience or they understand a part of the business that design is going to work with very closely. So they've come from an engineering background, they've been a project manager, they've been a product owner, and therefore they already talk a lot of the common language. I think that's where the benefit is, that you, you already have an understanding and you've then gone away and maybe upskilled yourself and you're now in a position to, to come in and add value as a designer, as well as having this wealth of experience behind you. But I think the same can be said about being a graduate. You know, if you're going into a particular industry and you know it really well, so, you know, you want to go and work for the GAA in Ireland, you know, you're a played county football, you've got a really deep understanding of that space. There's an advantage for you. You know what I mean? You're looking to get into banking and all your family's been in banking all their life and you, you know the industry inside out, you know the terminology. That's something that you can leverage as well. So it's probably from an experience perspective in terms of you know someone making a transition in their career, it's them having that wealth of experience behind them that they can then bring in alongside the core skills. It doesn't necessarily put them at a huge advantage or disadvantage over another person. It's about how they sell it to that potential employer one of the advantages that i've seen from again mentoring and just speaking to people on the slack channel is the more mature people moving into the the world of design tend to have better softer skills this is an assumption here because they've worked in the business world they're able to you know they just understand the the day-to-day world but what, what can people who are leaving university do to help get that experience quicker so they can make them more advantageous to future employers i think probably like what the people on your Slack channel are doing, get access to mentors. and yeah. um, So mentoring is a big thing that keeps on coming back up. And it was when, when I left, you know, I was lucky and I, I no problems calling a Frank Long from front end. You know, he really stuck his neck out, <laughs> took a risk on me and um, connected with me on email and introduced me to people over in Australia, Anthony Quinn back in the day this is how long ago it was and I really had Anthony helped me get up to speed and you know gave me books and this is before UX was even a thing and it was so valuable when I look back on it now and I, I'm always saying to Anthony like we've been we're friends for so long and he's like stop thanking me will you and I'm like no but seriously it meant so much to me um, so mentorship thing is, is a really important piece and I know I was speaking to a few other people in the service design community there's never a better time than now to be able to connect with thought leaders through Twitter and asking them questions publicly on Twitter and getting a response and then trying to maybe catch up with them for a coffee if they're ever in the area, you know. There are definitely things that can be done to, I guess, raise your profile. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think people are really generous with their time and I find that in terms of connecting people with potential mentors and the portfolio sessions that we run in Dublin where... It's very easy to ask design directors and design managers from the big companies around town to come in and mentor junior designers. They're very happy to do it. And I think that will help you navigate towards where you want to be in your career. So I think, again, it's that groundwork you need to do when you're starting your job search to really understand where you want to go and then pick the mentors that are doing the interesting work and approach them. And I would be surprised if you don't get a 100% hit rate. You know, they might be able to meet you today or tomorrow, but if you go to them respectfully, you know, respect their time and approach them the right way, you'll get a Skype call or you'll get a coffee. Yeah, absolutely. So let's play a little bit of a a role-playing game here. And, you know, you've just finished your degree. You're about to do your graduation. What should you have ready 
when you're going to the market? What's the thing that they reach out to you and you're like, hey, Aidan, um, I'm on the market. I've just finished a degree or just finished a, whatever, a 12-week intensive course. What should I at the very least have ready to go and start your search? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the starting point is a CV and a portfolio of your work. And I think the portfolio doesn't need to be every single piece of work that you've completed through your course. It's about picking the two or three best pieces of work that you have to showcase and to point towards this is what I want to be, this is the work that I want to do. So what does best mean? I mean, I think it's about relevance. So relevant to, like I say, the work that you want to do. So, you know, if you want to be a service designer, don't put two case studies of a branding project that you did. So, I mean, it's about relevant work and getting as close to what would look like a case study in the space that you want to work in. Then it's about understanding what needs to go into a portfolio. So what does a good portfolio case study look like in terms of, you know, the process, the decisions that were made, the work that you contributed versus the overall team? It's about telling the story. And I think that's what is often missed in portfolios is the, the end result is what's highlighted and really what employers care about most is the process. What was your thought process? What was the research that was done? How do you arrive at the decisions that you arrive at? Because that's what they want to see. What is your process? You know, are you the type of critical thinker that's going to add value for them as a, as a company? So it's about getting that foundation in terms of the portfolio. And then from there, it's really just, you know, I would say, honestly, working with recruiters, if you're leaving college, isn't a route that I would go down. Because we are often engaged at a more senior end. You know, the talent is available at the entry level in the market. One or two years later. Yeah. You know, we're a little bit further down the line in terms of where we can support and engage. Now, you know, I'm always open to helping people in terms of looking at at portfolios or, you know, pointing them in the right direction of companies that are hiring. That's not an issue, but I, I wouldn't use recruiters as a shortcut to finding your role. I think... Just start networking, you know, get out there, get to events, you know, get on Twitter, connecting with people. Don't spam them. Don't spam them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, that, that's that respectful thing. Be respectful of people in terms of how you approach them. That's something that you will learn as you progress through your career. People have different ways of communicating. You know, if someone is really active on Twitter and you can see their tone of voice and you can see the way that they communicate with other people, then you can look to mirror that. You know, other people aren't necessarily going to be as receptive to that type of approach um, and you might have to go about it a different way. I think definitely across Europe and especially here in Dublin, there's a great scene around you know, design events, product events. So there's an opportunity to get out and get your face in front of people and you know, learn more about their business and tell them about yourself. And I think that's incredibly powerful and I think the opportunities that, that will come to you, maybe not now, but further down the line, are plentiful from taking that approach. Yeah. And I remember the conundrum I had was when I couldn't get work when I finished that piece of project down in Cork and stuff way back in the day, I took another job just to pay the bills. And in the background, I was still kind of had this this dream of becoming a designer that very really may not have happened. You know, it was only for, you know, a few other things that happened at the same time. So what are your thoughts on people, you know, working bar jobs, working in restaurants and stuff just to pay the bills? How do they get around that? Yeah, I think there are a lot of companies out there who still don't recognize the value that design can bring to them. So Ireland has a great startup scene and there are a lot of companies there who 
would really benefit from a designer on their team. So I think there are opportunities for you that if you're working in that bar job and you're just really finding it difficult to make a break into, into the industry, because, you know, let's be honest, there are a finite amount of roles and there are a lot of graduates across all of the universities and the various different courses that are supporting people to make a transition into design. You know, there are definitely going to be people who are sitting listening to this who are, who are working in a job, but it's not directly in design. I think there are opportunities if you can apply yourself in the right way to finding companies who could really value a graphic designer or a service designer, you know, or some support from, you know, a UX practitioner. You know, there are umpteen opportunities. I really hesitate to say to take work that's not paying because, you know, it's not a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, But there are definitely ways to approach companies and offer them services that they would pay you know, 10 times for that you could potentially deliver to them, um, even on a short-term basis, that will start to get that good experience on your portfolio and help you to, to make the next step. Yeah. So just going back to your portfolio review thing, um, you're doing that with designtalent.ie, and it's not an endorsement uh, in any shape or form. I've looked at Aiden from afar and totally you know, respect the, the work that you're doing in the market to help cultivate and build the maturity in the local market here. It's it's fantastic. But talk to me about design talent and graduates. Yeah, I mean, that the reason for us starting the Portfolio Review Club was the conversations that I was having, and similar to the ones that you probably have on Slack with people who are trying to enter the market. And really, the value that I could bring and the support that I could give them was pretty limited. So the portfolio review sessions were a way of giving something back, giving people an opportunity to access mentors in an informal environment. So let's be honest, interviews are a very difficult place to really show your true self. And especially in the early days of your first few interviews, you're going to be very nervous um, and you're not going to necessarily sell yourself in the best possible way. And also, they're not a great mechanism for getting good critique and feedback on your experience because you know you're one of 20 people you'll probably get a one-line response to say unfortunately you were unsuccessful this time you know please try again it doesn't give you a lot to build on for the next interview so we started this session as a way of connecting people who are trying to enter the market who are trying to pivot in their career you know they came at any stage really but they just want to try and access people you know get a couple of hours in front of really experienced design professionals and say, look, I've gone through a couple of processes. I'm not getting a job. What's happening? I've just started looking. Here's my portfolio. Can you give me some pointers? And it's been really successful. People have been hired from it. You know, people who've been interviewing four or five different places before they arrived have have got their next role that they've gone for from the feedback. So it's really just about trying to cultivate a community and give those people access to mentors that maybe they would be hesitant to put their hand up or contact directly yeah so mechanically how does it work how do people reach out how do they get involved yeah so we we try to run it once a month or every couple of months and we advertise it we take applications and we try to keep it small so it's 30 designers and around eight or nine mentors and it's a sort of speed in type format so we obviously receive more applications than we can fit but we try our best to select a really diverse range of uh, designers to attend so that's new graduates people changing their careers 
you know, people who've just come to Ireland and are looking for their first role. So we try and make a really diverse range of designers in the room to get at any one time. Yeah. And as I say, we try and run it once every couple of months and a different theme every time. So it could be a focus on service design or UX or product design or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we advertise it through designtalent.ie. So keep an eye out for it. Yeah. So we're just coming towards the end of the, the episode. Aiden, thanks so much for your time. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you on Twitter, what's your handle? It's A McGill. A-M-C-G-A-L-E. I'll just spell that because my accent's not that yeah. easy. <laughs> and you're also on LinkedIn. I know you're, you're a big LinkedIn. Yeah, you can find me on designtalent.ie and yeah, Aidan McGill on LinkedIn. And I'll throw a link to those in the show notes. Aidan, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. So there you have it. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the other shows on the This Is Hate CD network, feel free to visit thisishcd.com where you can also sign up to our newsletter or join our Slack channel where you can connect with other human-centered design practitioners around the world. Thanks for listening and see you next time.